Get played premium DLC Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. I'm your uh, one of your hosts, Heather Ann Campbell, sitting right here beside Nick Weiger. It is I, Nick Weiger, and with us both, our producer Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. DLC Edition. <laughs> Tis I. <laughs> Man up attack. Oh, we were uh, all, hi, how are you? We're doing well. Before I was going to say, before we started, we were all playing Animal Crossing, like on like on Zoom. We were like me- messing around with our switches. Yeah, as we're about to get this record going, we're all, I, I'm this this game has real staying power, even for even yeah. for a skeptic like Heather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does. Um, Mine's open still. Apodaca is hosting people. Yeah, yeah Apodaca is hosting people. He's got he's got got a fucking rush on turnips uh, at the as of this recording. Uh, just a just a surge in prices. I am at the point where I'm doing like maybe twenty to forty minutes of maintenance playing every day. Basically, like mm-hmm. I'm just like I will I'll give myself a task and be like, okay, I'm moving all my trees. I'm 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 moving my fruit grove today. That's the one thing I'm doing, and then I'm watering my plants. Selling my selling my shit and that's it. You know, like I'm I'm wow. I'm basically trying to. I'm not doing major reconfigurations, at least not in big binges. I'm sort of gradually making incremental improvements to my island. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I'm still like enjoying it, and it's a great. It's just a great little thing to check in on, and I, I like all my friends. I I just got a new guy, Mott. What? My friends. Yeah, what yeah, are that's you what I about? heard. Yeah, like well, what, we got to go back and we got to. He said, "The villagers are your friends." Yeah, they're my friends. Okay, I'll what were you saying, Apodaca, before uh, Nick started to, um, I don't know, uh, deconstruct himself? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that I have a I have a new villager named Mott, and he's a lion, and he's really cool. Oh, cool! Yeah, he has a like a little sport coat. Uh, Quilson's still on my island as of as of this recording, and I can't I can't get him to leave. I don't know what to do. I can't get rid of Al. I want Al to leave. Um, he won't go, <laughs> and it's frustrating. I'm kind of burnt out on T Bone, and so I've been kind of giving T Bone the cold shoulder. But then T Bone yesterday had a birthday, and I was like. I can't ignore this guy on his birthday. That's just, I, so I got him. So I got him a present, and I went to his party. And so I think T Bone's in for the long haul now. He really, he really appreciated it. Wow, uh, I get letters from Dom every day, who is my best friend. So I don't, Dom's I cool. don't mind it at all. He tells me how much that I inspire him to put, <laughs> to work harder. I got Paolo a uh, Paolo is an elephant, a, bi- a pink elephant, and I. Uh, uh, so, like an in-game metaphor for my alcoholism, I get and I got him a uh, a security guard uniform just because, like, oh, this will be fun. But now I got a fucking cop walking around. Oh my god! <laughs> Wagner's Island on? is a police state. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> anyway, I changed my island flag to add a blue stripe to it. <laughs> <laughs> you should give it to everyone, Why Gray. Everybody should get a cop uniform. You That's have, so good. You should just every day give them a cop uniform so even when they change, they change into cop uniforms. I was thinking about giving everyone on my island the same gift except Quilson. <laughs> it might work. It might work because then they would all have it and he wouldn't. And he would have to he'd have to get the hint. Remind everyone what who, uh, who Quilson is again real quick. Quilson is a little green duck and I think he's quite rude. He calls me ridiculous, and which I don't like because hmm. Hugh just got gave me a new nickname that he came up with on his own. Cookie. That's great. He calls me Cookie now, and I at first I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but it's really grown on me. It's 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 really nice. Uh, but Quilson, he's like a little. He wants to be famous, and I don't like his attitude. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I've got some aspiring pop stars on my island. I, I like them, but it's not my energy. <laughs> Everybody on my island calls me Chef. Hey, Chef. Oh, cool. <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, Heather, we should get into some of the questions we got here. We've yeah, got a bunch of different... Uh, go for it. No, go ahead. Please. One of us should speak uh, <laughs> with our words. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to do it. I'll go. Uh, well, Heather, go. we should get into it. We- <laughs> I'll start. All right, right. Yeah. Well, Nick, we should we should really get into some of these questions. Because uh, we've got a bunch of questions to answer today. Is that that was what you were going to say, right? So it's time for the Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. Uh, and we're going to read some mail from our voicemail and from our regular mail and from Twitter. And uh, answer these questions so that you get the answers. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> it's a home run. I'm so hot. I'm really toasty. So the people listening to this, I, and hopefully the the audio quality is good on your end. We're all doing home record. That's a very toasty day here in the City of Angels. And you have to turn your AC off while you're recording, or else you've got like a dull, low hum, which is very obnoxious from an audio standpoint. And sometimes, you know, an engineer can can get rid of that and post but it's that's a big pain in the ass, and it's a it's a crapshoot sometimes. So yeah, we're all we're all little hot boxes right now, and it's for you. I, it's for you, the listener. That's why we're doing it. I turned off my air when we started, and it has risen four degrees in the time that I have been recording. So wow. we are on a ticking clock. Let's go get those questions okay. all right. for Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. This one is from at Kyle Dodson Funny on Twitter. Hey, Kyle, I used to work with that guy. Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Hi, Kyle. My middle name is Kyle. Does everyone know that? I had no idea. Yeah. Matt, Matt Kyle Apodaca? Yeah, yeah, that's right. But it was because my mom loved Twin Peaks, so it was from uh, Kyle McLaughlin. She gave me the this middle name after Kyle McLaughlin. It's a fascinating shit. biographical detail. Isn't that such a strange little weird thing? Have you ever tweeted at Kyle McLaughlin about this? No. Do you think he'd reply? Uh, he's pretty active on social media. I think he'd probably be honored. I'll tell him. I'll, after yeah, this recording, I'll tweet at him. I'll at yeah. Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, this is from at Kyle Dodson Funny on Twitter. When you can name your character, do you go by your real name or something else? If it's a character like Link, do you change their name? Great question. 
for me, I'll, I'll, in general terms, it depends on the game. Because there, if, if it's a disconnect to call my character Wigs or Weiger or Nick, like if that feels like this is out of place for the sci-fi or fantasy world, then maybe I won't do it. But if I, if it's like, if it's the character's a clear like avatar for me, if it's a clear stand-in for me, and and it and it doesn't feel incongruous, then yeah, I'll usually go for some variant of my own name. That said, Link specifically, I always like calling Link Link. I never even like even back in Zelda one, I I called my save Link. I didn't like call, I didn't like using my name. My answer is effectively the same as Nick's here. Um, in Animal Crossing, I'm Heather, right? Because it's because it's me. They're all talking to me. Mm-hmm. But in a like action adventure RPG, I'll either use the name that's given, or I will come up with a um, world appropriate sounding name. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like uh, some some of these games that have a good name generator. I actually like using their generated names because I'm like, oh, you know what? This is a list that's populated by the developers and this fits with the aesthetic of this this world that they've created. So yeah, I'll use this, this uh, fucking... Uh, I'll use whatever that came, got popped out of this database. I don't know. How about you, Matt? I I, I typically... kind of Same thing. If it's... If I can make my own character, it's usually me. But if it's if there's a default, like with the like what they want the name to be, I usually don't change it. Um, I remember in like Pokemon Red, you have the option to be red or put in your own name. But I was into the Pokemon anime, so I'd always mm-hmm. want to be Ash. So I would yeah, start to save. I'd, I'd want to be Ash. And then I think in Yellow, you are you're technically are Ash because then you can in the other games, um, battle against red or um, I think blue is your rival or something. Did you guys ever change your name to something funny just for like the lols? Like ass? No. Yeah, because I had a friend who in, in middle school, like much like ass, uh, Matt, but he would all he would like change his name to like the, the thing that his go to is changing his name to and my butt so that you would get dialogue like like nice to meet you and my butt, like, you know, or uh, you saved our village and my butt. That's and we good. thought that was a gas. That's pretty good. Yeah, I used to try to name. I would name like the different. I don't even like to name nickname the Pokemon. I don't like doing that because I. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't. I, I just don't like it. But I remember being a kid and being like, "I'm gonna name this one, Fart." Like, <laughs> Um, in the original XCOM, this so you have squad members. Man, mm-hmm. I've been I know I, I will love the new XCOMs, and I just haven't played them. I should I should do that. But I, I the original XCOM series, you have all, and and the names that they give you are very generic, and it's important to remember who your squad members are, so you know like what their roles are on the team and what their stats are and everything. So the way I found to remember them is I changed them all to characters. Or I change I change all the names of their characters to members of heavy metal bands because I was really into metal at the time. Uh-huh. So I'd have like my squad would be like James Hetfield, uh, <laughs> and uh, fucking Dave Mustaine, and um, fucking uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax. <laughs> and I thought it was cool as hell, and I was. That you are, and that is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's get another question. 
Sure. This one is from at Barnaloid on Twitter. Is there a historical period in time or civilization that you'd like to see depicted in a game that you haven't yet had the ability to experience? Ooh, I like this. Yeah, fun, right? This is fun. I really like... They, you know, they started, I was I was going to say, like, kind of the 19th century, but I feel like there's been so much kind of Lovecraftian stuff that's come about, and I feel like that kind of treads the same sort of ground. Steampunk also is very 19th century industrial age, you know, and um, and industrial revolution. And and I but I do I do find that really fun. Like, I do love like train anytime there's a train in a game. I'm so on board, <laughs> like the fucking train in Final Fantasy seven remake. Uh, even the 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 bad Zelda spirit tracks have just having a train in it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Uh, but so I I think. But beyond that, hmm, under underexplored. Anything come to mind, Heather? Civilizations well, or time periods? I I feel like I'm sure that the actual years are covered, but it would be pretty cool to play. Like, maybe there's an Assassin's Creed set here or something. It would be cool to play as the nobles in uh, the French Revolution. Mm. Like, it would be cool to, be lo- to like, try and escape or something. Yeah. Because I feel like if you're playing Assassin's Creed, they're, they're naturally going to make you on the side of the revolution, uh, which is both... A, is the good guys essentially, but also like not really the good guys afterwards. So it's not like you're just morally in the clear if you play Robespierre, right? So I don't know. I think that would be kind of neat. It would be cool to play that time. Yeah, I like that. I think that, you know, I'm also thinking now the I love ice. I love shit that's like an ice worlds. I think it's really cool. I like snow. And I think if there was a. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that like the the um, uh, I, I'm thinking of like the terror, you know, which is just like about mm-hmm. like, you know, like mm-hmm. like anything that involves like a mission or a or exploring like the Arctic Circle uh, or, you know, any like like anything treacherous where you're in the actual like not in a mystical ice world, but the the icy part of Earth and you're trying to survive there. The, the thing, a similar thing. Yeah, the thing, you know, thing. like a, a, an Arctic, or is it Arctic or Antarctic in, in the thing? I can't remember mm-hmm. whichever pole it's at, but just the, but things set in those sorts of environments, I think are, are really fun, which I guess doesn't necessarily ad- address the historical period in time, but I thought you were going to say, I like ice, so I would love it to take place during the ice age. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I guess there's not a lot of prehistoric games. Oh, that's good. I changed my answer to Ice Age. <laughs> like an Ice Age game. But I think I think if you did something there, yeah, and it was like like humans in the Ice Age, I think that would be interesting. If I they were alive alive and maybe they weren't. I don't remember. I don't know the exact they, chronology. They were. They were. There's some frozen oh, there's some ancient frozen people, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna say. This is not a good answer to this question but i just kept thinking about like a zelda game set in the 1990s you know what the 90s are back the 90s are everyone's back. been saying the 90s are back it would just be funny to see lincoln like denim like <laughs> right he'd be lincoln park <laughs> lincoln park 
He'd be. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, just like uh, Link, a a hero that listens to new metal rap. <laughs> Let's get another question, huh? What do you say? <laughs> This one is from at Boris sent me. In the tradition of Cool Spot, Chex Quest, and the forgotten Skittles video game Darkened Sky, what food or drink do you think deserves its own video game? So as of this record, we've just played Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City, mm-hmm. which has some just blatant product placement. Power-ups are Wheaties and... Gatorade, just things that he sponsors. It's 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 extremely explicit uh, in terms of tying it to his, uh, you know, corporate partners. Mm-hmm. I, I I like I I'm not I. It's weird because Cool Spot was good, uh, or at least like is remembered fondly. Chex Quest, I never played. Some people do like Chex Quest. Uh, Dark and Sky, I'm not even aware of. I feel like a lot of these, like like the Burger King games were, they're fascinating and we should probably play them for the podcast, but I don't think mm-hmm. any of them are good. No. Like I think even the best of the the best of them, which was maybe Pocket Bike Racer, was still just not like a good game. But whatever. It was a primarily a promotional tool. But in terms of something and uh, I guess you know what? I want to see those fucking MMs up to some shit. Yeah. Let's get those MMs. They got personalities. And they like to eat each other, which is psychotic. <laughs> like, I like to see what's going on exactly there. What is the what is the M&M's world? And we can explore that interactively and see like what what is going on where it's okay for the green M&M and the red M&M to eat to tear apart the orange M&M and eat the caramel inside. Like what is <laughs> happening exactly? It is interesting how little they're doing with the M&M's. Like as as much as they like have personalities and like yeah just their own like they have their own thing going on. Uh, it's shocking that there aren't more M and M's like video games or like a cartoon or something. I mean, they fuck. They do. Well, fuck. Yeah. they fuck too. They're horny they- as shit. <laughs> like that feels like a fu- like. Let's get a let's get a fucking fucked up weird ass M and M's game and explore all these relationships <laughs> and figure out what exactly. Let's build this world and figure out what, exactly what's going on. I want a game based on sandwich. Just a a sandwich. <laughs> like like it's like brought it has a brain and it's alive mm-hmm. and it moves like a like a inchworm, you know? <laughs> so it's flat. It's a flat sandwich. Are you picturing like a hoagie or something? Like a grinder? No, like flatbread, two pieces of bread with like beef in the middle. A straight Not up a traditional burger. sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah. And it, it inches along the ground and the game is to avoid people. It's a uh, stealth action game <laughs> where, where you're trying to get to the sea so you can be free. <laughs> <laughs> the sea? <laughs> yeah. How long would a sandwich last in the open ocean? (laughs) I feel like that thing's on borrowed time immediately. Bread just dissolving. Getting eaten by a fucking hammerhead shark within minutes. I would, you know what I, yeah, fuck it, yeah, that was my shark pool. Back off. Yeah. (laughs) 
I think the the uh, I, you know, I'd be interested to see. Do you guys remember that there was the? I think it was called America's Army. There was an FPS that was by, that was by the army, like it was developed yeah. by the army and commercially released, or at least a, or at least produced by the army. It might have been a different developer who sold their soul, and um, the and 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 it was all it was just pure military propaganda, as if like the Call of Duty franchise and and et cetera at all aren't propaganda enough, aren't mm-hmm. pro pro militarism, pro U.S. Uh, uh, enough. But the but then the fucking. So they made this. So I'd be interested in let's just fucking go full on, uh, you know, it, our society is is broken and collapsing. And so let's just see something that is like just like the apex of our military industrial complex and and its dominance over all of our lives. And like just like a Raytheon developed like drone simulator that is designed <laughs> to recruit people to recruit drone pilots. I just would this like com- that would just be a fascinating thing to to exist. This this comes from your desire to see a food a food game, I believe. Or did we? Move oh, I on thought to- it was. I thought it was brand. I didn't realize it was food or drink specific. Oh yeah, it's, it was food or uh, yeah, food, food or, or drink. drink. Okay, but if but. We just learned a lot about you, Nick. <laughs> so in, I was. Oh, let me tell my... you about food. I think we should get a drone strike video. Game. <laughs> I think you could do the exact same pitch, but just change it from a drone to a sandwich. Sure. It's still, it's still the try Raytheon and co-op game. my idea. I'm, I'm still it's calling still you out on the fact game. that people were like. Oh, no, like Skittles. And you were like, what if you could recreate the experience of flying a drone? <laughs> I would just like to see what is that, like what, it, it's just so, I, I guess there's like a grim fascination with just how perverse that would be. Like, what would that product be? What would be the fucking, you know, they'd find some way to rainbow wash it. It would be so, it'd be so fucking weird to see. And I feel like we're headed there anyway. So I guess the accelerationist side of me wants to see what that would, what that Raytheon <laughs> or Northop Grunman drone simulator game would be. Um, and also there's Fritos uh, to satisfy the food side. All right, let's get another question. This one is from at Darren, you guys, on Twitter. What are your favorite bonus areas in games? Oh, immediately. Punching Ooh. the car in Street Fighter 2 is one of the most satisfying fucking things that has ever happened in a video game. It is so fun. And... The first time, if you can really get in your own head and dig down to the first time it happened, like the first time you punched that car, the stage drops and you're like, whoa, we can't hit each other. Right. We can only hit this car. And then you're like, oh, shit. I just got to punch the car. (laughs) Like, that's great. It's so, like, gleeful, you know? Like, it's fun to beat the shit out of that car. They do it in they do it in Street Fighter. They do it in Final Fight too, and it's it's very satisfying. And those in them Capcom games, yeah, fuck up that car, fuck it up. Every, yeah, we have all had a fantasy of just beating the shit out of a car. How fun would that be? Can you imagine <laughs> just like fucking smashing the shit out of a car? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I can. Sure, I I'm pretty sure. I couldn't hit a car hard enough to make it explode or anything. Like, that's not mm. a thing that can happen. Uh, but what if you could? Yeah, what if you could? <sighs> what a waste of my powers to use it on a car. 
I'm thinking like Mike Hagar style, you'd have to get like a pipe or something. You just yeah. really to really oh, fuck yeah. up that car. I'm not I'm not thinking you do it with your feet and your fists. I my I thought of in the Smash Brothers franchise, the break the targets. I've always enjoyed breaking the targets, especially in past in past entries when it's been character specific. And so you've had a different one that was tailored to that individual character's abilities. I, I break the targets is very, very fun. The uh, another one that I think of and, and like because I, I always like secrets if they're like you start in your beginning area and then there's a secret like right behind your beginning area. Like you just mm-hmm. backtrack a little bit. You know, the, the one I think a lot of people know about is in Donkey Kong, um, Donkey Kong Country. If you just go back into Donkey Kong's house or like either back into his house or just over his house, at the very start of the first stage. There's like some power up there, I think, like an extra life. And I just like I always love that. It always makes me feel like a genius to just backtrack a little bit and immediately be rewarded. Yeah. I was just thinking about this is sort of a newer one, you know, in the grand scheme of uh, bonus stages. But do we consider the dark side of the moon uh, and like the Mushroom Kingdom stages of uh, Mario Odyssey to be? bonus stages because those aren't present in the main game until you finish the game and then you're sort of right. in the Mario 64 like home base basically uh, and then you know the other side of the moon yeah I mean I guess it's like uh, the, or is bonus areas including secrets uh, you know secret areas yeah. unlockable areas or is it specifically things where they will just straight up say bonus stage yeah which is you know I I I don't I think I think they're all up for grabs. I think I think everything is is I I'd consider I'd cast a wide net there and I'd say yeah. I'd say it's absolutely eligible. Cuz I loved that like I thought I was done with the game and then they're like actually there's a little more there's here's some more stuff for you. I'm like fun. I'm still I'm still here. Uh I also like any ones where you can just get coins or like whatever the game's currency mm. is. I'm playing the Tropical Freeze right now and anytime I can get more bananas. Oh man, I'm having a great time. Love getting a bunch of bananas. Very satisfying collecting bananas in the Donkey yeah. Kong Country. Oh games yeah, because so, they're like, really guys. Some oh. Mario game was based around getting coins. Yeah, like it was like a 3ds one or something. I think. And it, the bonus was, stages. What? Yeah, it, I I think it it was uh, yeah it was one of the oh fuck I new Super Mario Brothers two. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, and you got to collect um, like a million coins. The the bonus rooms in that game where it was like coin you could not collect all the coins like there was mm-hmm. no perfecting those rooms that was kind of joyful like infinite coins yeah because it's just a free for all you're just getting as many yeah. as you can get yeah you get that I mean like the first fucking I I think the the there there were bonus airships in Super Mario Brothers three that were just filled with coins you could get all of them but it was just like very like holy shit this fucking bounty before me and just just <laughs> yeah. how just trying to binge and collect all of them is a lot of fun all right i think we had time for one more question here okay this one is from instagram and it's from uh grip grand on instagram and they write did you ever call the nintendo power line and if so why what game puzzle stage etc uh heather was a sega kid uh so i i mean there there's maybe a sega equivalent you can speak to or, or is yeah, that, or you is just that called not the, the president the of Sega, and he was like, "Thank you for call- <laughs> thank you, 
<laughs> so you're an American kid and you've got the master system. What's that like? How are you? How are your friends treating you? <laughs> there was a day, the the president of Sega of America at one point just put out his email like address just to be. It was like one like a Steve Jobs thing of just like anyone can email me, and so I sent him an email, and it was like it was like my four point plan to like make the Dreamcast like ascend past the PlayStation 2. Oh my gosh. Um, and I was like, and I spent a lot of time writing it. And I was like 20 years old, like too, <laughs> too old to be doing it. And he took your advice, right? He took my advice and the Dreamcast sunk like a stone. Uh, <laughs> no, but I just like, I was, it, it was, it was, I don't know, I don't know what compelled me to do it. And he did reply, but it was a very curt reply. I don't know if he, he probably skimmed my email. I did call the Nintendo a power line one time. It was for Final Fantasy 1 on NES, and it was because I was in the dungeon that I knew the adamantium was, which is what you have to use in order to get the, um, to craft, like, the ultimate weapon, and, but I, like, I'd already gotten to, I knew where, like, the end of the dungeon was, but I still hadn't found it, and I was like, ah, I gotta get this thing first before I finish this dungeon so I can get this, craft this weapon, we didn't call it crafting those days, but whatever. And and I was like, um, and so I called them for that. And then it was just like a very obvious thing that I missed. I just had to like backtrack a little bit and just. Uh, so that was the one time I ever called it. And I just amazingly didn't get in trouble. Wow. Yeah. How about you, Abadaka? It d- Did it exist post your birth? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do remember knowing about it but i didn't i didn't have nintendo i had my first system was uh playstation and then i mean i had game boy but i didn't have like any like real issues playing like pokemon or any of the like licensed uh movie games for the game boy color that i would that i would play and be like this is great i love this and you know not good like cory in the house or some shit did you actually play Cory in the house? No, but that's like an example of like, <laughs> or I would play like the Rocket Power video game or something. It's like, this isn't designed Got to be it. good, uh, but it's, I was a kid, so I, I loved it. Well, there you go. And hey, you can metaphorically call our power line by giving us, uh, sending us an email, hitting us up on social media, or calling our fucking number, whatever that is. And we'd say all that stuff on normal episodes. Are are you okay, Nick? (laughs) No, I'm not. Thinking about the email I sent to the Sega president. I really blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can can contact us at GetPlayedPod on Twitter, at GetPlayedPod on Instagram, and you can even call and leave us a voicemail at (laughs) 2 <laughs> what, what is our phone number? <laughs> oh, it's um six four one two played. Six one six two played. That's six one six two seven five two nine three three. Wait, the last one I was only one digit off. I said six four six, and it's six one six two played. Yeah. Fuck wow. yeah, dude. That's very good. Impressive. Not bad. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been DLC. (laughs) 